Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. Steve Nussbaum. <laughs> and as always, my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, welcome. Thank you very much for your slightly blurred intro. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's been a couple of weeks, so you're probably a bit ring rusty, as it were. I'm a bit ring rusty, um, as it were. Yeah, it were. yeah. Um, but no, no we're, we're back. Uh, we missed last week. We just couldn't. Uh, we just couldn't get something out last week. So apologies. This is episode number sixty-five now. So thanks for joining us this week. It's been very, very busy fortnight. There's loads to catch up on. But just a reminder before we crack on, we are contactable on Twitter at or in Outlook. We're also on Facebook. Just in case you've missed any of our previous episodes, um, just search or in Outlook podcast on Facebook, like our page and keep up to date. We post loads of stuff in there. I posted something from yesterday. The penalty uh, Yesterday's miss. match, the penalty. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to give it away, but yeah, the penalty miss. Um, so yeah, let's crack on. Supporters Club have been in touch with us. Wow, that was a quick intro. No, no messing around today, my friend. No messing around. Okay, so Supporters Club updates. Accrington coach on Friday is sold out. So if you want to go to Accrington, uh, you've got to make your own way up there. So Yeah, basically. We'd Unless 52 people get in touch with the sports club saying, can you run another bus? Yeah, absolutely. So that's Friday. That's so the next away match for the sports club is York on Saturday, 2nd of April. It leaves at 8am for a 3 o'clock kickoff. It's £30 um, and £27 concessions and a £3 surcharge for our members. You can book in the sports club um, before the Hartlepool game or by ringing the travel line on 07722-13597. That's it. There is a beer festival as well. For all you beer lovers, um, Thursday the 24th of March, so the day before Good Friday, as you pointed out as we were speaking to Tim on the phone, bank holiday Friday, no reason not to be getting down and trying out beers, Franklin's beers from the Betts Hill on Sea Microbrewery. It's free admission, doors are open as early as 5 o'clock. Get hammered, get yourself down and get hammered. Get hammered and sleep it off, either on the way to Accrington or... At home, if you're going to listen to an Orient player. Yep, and then there's an Orient Line Heritage Walk uh, on Sunday, 10th of April, which leaves the supporters club at 9.30am. It visits the three sites of the club's former grounds um, and also takes in a, a nice a couple of pub stops, including the pub where the club was formed. That sounds wicked, actually. It does uh, sound really cool. Steve Jenkins is um, leading that, as he has done, I think, the last couple of years or yep. a couple of times it's been done. So contact him if you want to get involved on that. I don't think there's a charge... No, it's a free walk. To do that. Um, sounds pretty cool, actually. Sounds quite historical. Although it's the day after my mum's birthday, so I can't wait. I'm going to be hammered. Yep. Yeah. So also, <laughs> Starman Awards. There's only 15 tickets left. That is one and a half tables. Yeah. So get yourself down there. That is a great night. Um, we're going. We're going. And I, we are going to have I, an absolute ball. We are, but I don't think we're the selling point of that. I'd no, say. no, no, we're not. No, don't come because we're going. <laughs> yeah, we're going. So get yourself down. Uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Where is it going to be? <laughs> Um, Friday the 1st of April and on Tuesday the 5th of April there are stadium tours so any of the kids that are off uh, any of your kids off on half term um, contact Howard Gould or sorry rather book online through uh, the website www.lofcdirect.co.uk and then forward slash events dot as PX. Yep, so they were two in the February half term. They both went down very well, so they're probably doing a further two. Packed so, out. yeah, if you're a big Orient fan, it's definitely worth getting yourself down there. So, yeah. the fortnight that, that was. was. Yep. So, Monday, 7th of March, which feels like an eternity ago, so we'll crack on. Happy birthday to Jerome Binon Williams, who celebrated his 21st birthday. Mate, 21. Yeah, yeah. Legend so far. So, happy birthday, Jerome. Yep, the club put out a long, slightly long, what we felt was a slightly yep. long winded statement, essentially saying that the World Bank's 
ICSID tribunal has decided that Albania should suspend extradition and criminal proceedings against uh, Orient owner and President uh, Francesco Bichetti. Um, that is not a legally binding, there's no judgment, but they're just making that recommendation to Albania. Um, you know, he's got this ongoing battle with them and that's why he's been having to suspend his passport and not travel and yada, yada, yada. So basically, um, the World Bank said that Albania should stop what they're so, doing, basically. Good sign. Sounds promising. Positive. Something positive in his situation. He's yeah. always protested his innocence at the deal that went wrong out there, so... We'll this see. is obviously in support of him in that regard. Yep. And also on Monday, the Walton Forest brilliant. Council launched campaigns to get a statue of Laurie Cunningham put up in the Coronation Gardens next to the stadium. So the campaign was officially launched uh, in a week where Laurie Cunningham would have turned 16. Yeah, amazing. So as well as raising funds uh, for the Leighton Landmark, the, it's basically a year-long campaign and it will promote his important legacy of inclusion and diversity through community events. So the statue is set to cost just over hundred grand. And together with its partners, the council was looking to raise up to £50,000. So essentially it's there for fans and people relating to donate. And you can donate uh, by visiting www.walthamforest.gov.uk forward slash Laurie's Legacy. A great cause. There's been loads of publicity about it. It's fantastic. Um, the council are getting behind it. I'm sure the club will get behind it even more. Really great. So this time next year we'll hopefully yeah. get a, a statue of Laurie in the, um, in the community gardens next to the stadium. And a great, great cause. It is great because at that time black players were abused for being black. They weren't. It was a very, very terrible situation, and you know Laurie came through all of that, and he ended up being the first English player to play at Real Madrid. Yeah, and obviously we never saw him, but the people who did speak very highly of him said he was one of the greatest ever player, and you know he played for when I was play for Real Madrid, played for Real Vallecano, who who done an awesome tribute to him last week as well. Had his flag up in their stand, so a great man, and hopefully his legacy will live on. A hundred percent. 100%. Tuesday the 8th of March, Kevin Nolan was shortlisted for the League 2 Manager of the Month award for February. Yep. Um, there were a handful of matches played uh, on Tuesday uh, Tuesday night in League 2 featuring some of our rivals. Portsmouth beat Accrington Stanley. Bristol Rovers beat Wimbledon and Carlisle drew with Dagenham and Redbridge, meaning we stay in 8th, just outside the playoffs, with the same amount of points as Wimbledon uh, in 7th, but with a slightly weaker goal difference. Yeah, so those results that night went, went quite well for us. That 4-0 so. hammering against Northampton is really kill, killing us a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yep, yeah, you're right. Uh, Wednesday night for March, bittersweet news for Alex Chizak, mm. as the latest Australian squad is announced and he isn't included, which means basically he'll be available for all our games over the Easter period. I think that's great news for us, really. For us, but not for him. Yeah, but he was never playing though. He was always like second or third choice, so I'm glad he's not going. So um, why was he on the, all these camps with him then, if they weren't going to take him to any of the squad? What was the point of that? Maybe someone Maybe was travel all the way out to wherever, the back end of wherever they were, but anyway. It's good. So For us, yeah. Yep. Uh, League 2 playoff dates uh, were announced. Uh, we tweeted that. It's on our Facebook page as well. Shameless plug. Shameless With the plug. semi-final first leg starting on the 12th of May and the semi-final second leg starting on the 17th of May. With the all-important Wembley date on Monday, the 30th of May. Bank holiday uh, Monday with a 3pm kickoff. So, not to be too suspicious, but do keep that date in your diary. Monday, free, 30th of May. Mark it down now. We told you here first. It could be. It could be. It that, will that be. Day. I'm convinced. If we don't make it, just scrub it out. I'm convinced. So Thursday, 10th of March, it gets announced that Charlie Granger has fractured a bone in his hand and is out for the remainder of the season. So we wish Charlie uh, well and hope he makes a speedy recovery. Good luck to you, Charlie. Top man. Yep. And in response to this, the club announced the 28-day loan signing of 21-year-old uh, 
Crystal Palace goalkeeper David Gregory. Yeah, so a bit of experience there, quite yeah. highly rated from Palace, and we seem to be getting a good relationship with Palace. It's a second loan sign in, yeah, Jerome, uh, as well as Jerome. So yeah. maybe there's a connection there, which we don't know about, but all good. So Friday, 11th of March, um, the League Two Manager of the Month is announced for February, and it isn't awarded to Kevin Nolan. Unsurprisingly, it's awarded to Chris Wilder of Northampton. Um, I expected that to be fair. They had a great, great month, and it's good for Kevin to be nominated. I think it's a curse. Yeah, I think it's a curse. So yeah, happy he didn't get well, it. Ian Hender won it. Yeah, didn't it happened. So thankfully, we didn't win it. So nothing to to imagine uh, if Northampton lost their remaining eight games, <laughs> nine games. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on to Saturday, the twelfth of March. So as, as we speak now, uh, as of now, it's this is last Saturday. Yep. Uh, the under 18s go from strength to strength. They beat Exeter away. 1-0, goal coming from Danny Hap. Uh, well done to the young O's. Yeah, the goal, Very well done. The goal was posted by the official um, club's Twitter feed because it was such a good was goal. Was that a bicycle kick? The over yeah. bicycle kick? Yeah. Takers, mate. Take a bow. Takers. Take a bow, lad. And then after that, Oxford away. So the first time uh, we've played at the Cassam Stadium since that day 10 years ago where we got promoted. So a lot of emotional yeah, massive, connection to that stadium. Massive game. So the team was announced. Uh, Chizak in goal, unsurprisingly, in the back four of Hunt. Baudry, Brisley, uh, Ben Williams, midfield Clahessi, Mackinough, Atangana, CJM, Nolan and Simpson. So subs, Gregory was named on the bench, along with Essam, Pritchard, Payne-Turger, Palmer and Nandale. Yeah, two changes is Joby Mackinough and Callum Gerardo-Martin coming in for Sammy Moore, who's ruled out through Illness and Ollie Palmer. Yep, so your thoughts on views on that team? Yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, good to see Brisley back. He'd recovered from being literally knocked out last week so that was yeah. pleasing that he'd recovered so quick so it was, an out, well, it was thought that he'd be out for two weeks and yeah. he comes back the week after and I think Brisley's been immense since he's been with us really Fantastic. good apart from that looting hour um, apart from that he's been outstanding yeah I would agree say. Uh, obviously welcome David Gregory to the bench in place of Charlie Granger and Nolan kept faith with Clahessi when perhaps plenty of managers would have dropped him yeah good point he had a stinking game the week before against Luton and then kicked King... off with a fan and yeah, still included in so yeah good point now actually so a few of your views from uh, the lineup of that game at Steve Cab one two one said a pleasant surprise to see Brisley back in the starting lineup. Yep, at DSU said why does he keep persisting with Clahessi? Not good enough. Great to see Brisley back so quickly though. Yeah, and at Kevin Cowan says exactly the lineup I'd have chosen. Solid in the middle of the park and pace width on the break. Joby and Callum hold the key. So yeah. some great tweets. So we can't mention all of them because we had loads before that yeah, match. So thanks for the ones we had. Um, and also Bichetti was sitting in the away end with with the fans. Don't know why that happened. He loves it, doesn't he? Don't know why that he happened. He loves rocking yeah. up in, in his way in them steel uh, shirt and his, and his little red and white scarf. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he, won't, he won't go meet the fans, but he'll go and sit with him in the away oh, end fair, at Oxford. Fair play to him because I don't think there's many chairmen who do that. So Yeah, fair you're right. Play. I'll take that. Yeah, fair I'll take play. that. So the match kicked off. Orient lined up what we think because neither of us sadly could yeah. make that in a 4 4 1 1 formation with McEnough on the left of midfield. Atengana and Nolan in the middle and Clahessi uh, was on the right with CJM playing just behind the front man of yeah, Jay Jason. Simpson. So, very interesting switch, because yeah. usually that would be Nolan sat behind. Yep. So, very interesting there. Guardian Orient tweeted, um, a forgettable 30 minutes here. Oxford have offered next to nothing, and Orient have not created much, and all told, it's no classic. Yeah, and at the Oxford Mail OUFC, tended to agree with that. It's half an hour gone, and almost nothing has happened. Orient's game plan is working well so far. United unable to raise the tempo, so... Nolan's game plan seems to be hold it, hold it, your opposition in the first half and then come out strong in the second half. So, yeah. 39th minute, we almost took the lead actually. Ball in from McEnough, headed back uh, across the goal by Brisley. Atangana got a touch um, and he cleared off the line through Mullins. So, we were quite lucky not to take the lead. <coughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then five, just five minutes later, just before half time, there's a great clearance from Baldry to deny uh, Bowery, uh, whose shot on goal was pretty much yep. going in, but but Baldry's um, efforts prevented that. Yeah, and half time whistle went 0 0, and a poor first half from both sides. So, a few yeah. tweets from people who were at the match from at O's fan basing who said, we looked so slow today, bloody awful game, Oxford are not much better. Yeah, at Les underscore Bristow said, really dull game, low on quality, how are OUFC second in this league? LOFC had a much better, had a better, LOFC had better part of the half. Yep, so So, a half to forget by all accounts, by by what it sounds like. So attendance announced at just over 7,000, at 7,102, with 788 Orient fans making the journey, so well played to all you who made it. As I say, we couldn't make it, we were Occupied uh, half time, no changes, and the second half kicked off. And penalty appeals waved away uh, after JBW brought down their man Circum in the box. Uh, Got to confess, we love Orient, but that did look like a Stonewall penalty for Oxford. Lucky that wasn't given on other days. It's justice because we've had stuff where we should have had yeah. penalties, so it kind of swings and roundabouts. Yeah, we were lucky with that one. And 56 minute, Oxford free kick, Roof took it. Um, decent save from Chizak, pushed the ball well wide. Um, yeah, that was first, a very good save that first that save coming at pace well. yeah 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 absolutely yep. uh, 59th minute Hunt got across well to deny Hilton a shot on goal from inside the box that was a great last ditch tackle got to say the defence since Lone has taken over been superb Shh, absolutely really, up. really, really, really. where we were with Hendon now where we are in Nolan so much better yeah. so good uh, a tweet that I thought was really relevant um, and I put this in as the match was going on at Buchan JP he said if we can see out this pressure I really fancy we'll <clears> nick it Buchan JP mate if you get a hunch for the lottery numbers let us know send DM, DM us yeah. Yeah. DM so 63rd minute Nandley came on for hashtag CJ yep that's it and then on the 71st first minute I beg your pardon off the line twice two efforts from Clahessia blocked after a good breakaway involving McEnough who slipped in uh, Nandley he passed it across goal into Clahessia's path his first shot was weak, actually. It fir- really was poor. He should have done so shot, much better. His first shot, he definitely should have scored. Spanked that and that should have gone in. Just so though, our, our breakaway since Nolan has taken around as well, brilliant. much better. And it always seems to go through McEnough, who always looks to get the ball to the front man as early as what he can. We'll come to that a bit later on, because it happened yesterday with the penalty incident. It did. That's um, exactly right. But Nandalay done very well. Nandalay can play a good, decent ball across the box. Great ball from Nandalay. And Clessie, you know... He's a right back, so you can't. I don't know how fit, how harsh you can be on him, but the first goal he should have just smacked into the net, surely. He's a professional footballer. He's yeah. 10 yards out. Mate, just all I'm saying to you is beware what you say about Clancy, mate, if he hears this, he's going to come after you. And he's going to finger point and tell you to meet him outside. Yeah, um, yeah so his first shot uh, was weak. It was cleared off the line quite comfortably. The ball came back out to Sean. Um, he tried to pass it in again. Maybe should have smashed it. Yeah. But either way, he should have scored one of them. Yeah, we should have, we should have got Ben one one note up there. And Sean, if you're listening, mate, nothing personal. We're just reporting. Please don't come after us. <laughs> We're not the fighting type. Um, yeah, and then a couple of minutes later. Yeah, it was coming. 73rd minute. Uh, another attack on the right. Clessie crosses the ball in the box. It hits their defender Dunkley, and it take, and it just falls into Mackinac's pass. Perfectly. Unmarked in the area because their defence wasn't expecting it to drop to him. Yeah. And he finishes it nice, low, hard in the bottom corner. 1 0, good finish by McEnough. Nolan's game plan worked to perfection. McEnough runs into the way end, gives it the old jump up. Amazing, 1 0 up. Good and finish. The, good finish. Good finish by Joe because he could have spooned that, he could have hit it at, at someone else, he could have 
shanked it, whatever. It's but come, he didn't, it's and come he in, put it well away. It's come with a few important go- goals. He has. Uh, making up Portsmouth, at the moment. Oxford. Yeah, really good. Against promotion Yeovil, rivals, that 35-yarder against Yeovil. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done very well. So we go Sports one up. Very important goals for us. Yep. Very important. 79th minute, we get corner, headed wide by Brisley. I've that got was to say, unlucky. Brisley's a, a force <laughs> in the box. He is. And he seems to be something that Nolan again has concentrated on, set pieces, getting the goals. Brisley's already scored. He was unlucky. I think against Luton when he went close and he was unlucky yesterday again. So 100%. And we've never, Orient have never really looked very threatening from corners yeah. and set pieces. But now we do. We used to sing, ironically, score from a corner, we're going to score from a corner. But that was never. That was just a bit of a Mickey take really. But now I actually genuinely think that with these set pieces that we are actually going to score from some, from well, Baldry before he got suspended and, and, and people like Brisley. Yeah, and also now we seem to be Palmer. mixing up some short corners as well. So yeah. you never know whether it's going to be a long board to box or short corner. And ladies and gentlemen, can I say, we've got the best set-piece deliverer in the league who's not been playing since October. So just think about when Dean Cox comes back. Yeah. The quality of the ball into the box, box. when Dino comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino, we know you listen, mate. We haven't forgotten about you. We still love you. We're still looking love forward you, yeah. to your immediate return, hopefully very, very, very soon. soon. You're making good progress, lads. So... Yeah. Uh, 84th minute then just to finish off the Oxford um, round up uh, Palmer came on uh, to replace Jay Simpson yeah 86th minute great defending uh, from Chisat this time he's his mother's an ever uh, and then JBW gets back to block a ball across goal so last ditch defending um, but looked comfortable and in the 89th minute their final chance of circum gets a bit of space in the box but draws his shot wide and on another day that would have gone in I think Lady yeah. Luck was definitely shining and looking down Smiling upon us that yeah. day so there, yeah, absolutely. Four minutes of stoppage time added on, and two minutes in, Baldry gets a straight red card for a foul. Um, Quite controversial your moment. Because um, I've got, I think, a slightly different view to you. I think he, I think it was red. No, I think it was red. Okay. I, he, he does it on purpose, thinking he'll get a yellow, and the referee calls his bluff and pulls out a red. It was quite high, and even though he doesn't really catch him that well, I guess the intent was there. And you can see Baldry's expecting a yellow clearly to come out and he just looks down when he thinks the yellow's coming and then he sees the red and does a double take. But yeah, I, I see why the red was given. It was yeah. unlucky. It was unlucky, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. And it wasn't malicious. He he took he was going to take one for the team. But I thought he thought he'd get away with a yellow and he was slightly a bit too high. Um, and we'll, we'll come on to that a bit later. Yeah, but your I, views on that? I don't know why he slid. I don't know why he didn't sort of go with the man and just sort of try and shield him out a little bit and be a bit cleverer about it um, I don't know why he felt he had to do that the guy was right on the byline and it's in the 92nd minute yeah. it's like you just see the game out and now he's gone and well we'll cover it later we'll tell you what his suspension was if you've missed it but <laughs> you know I just thought it was, it was wholly unnecessarily unnecessary and I just don't think it's very clever I, I just think he, he thought I'm going to take one for the team here I won't get sent off because, because I'm literally just inside my half because he wasn't, he wasn't last man or anything like he that. He wasn't, no. So he, that's what I'm saying. He didn't need to do it. And I think my my fifty uh, percent of my grievances with with Matthew because he did that, but also with the referees because I've seen worse challenges like almost career ending and only people getting yellow. Yeah. There's no consistency. And that ref, that was the first card he gave all game. So there were no bookings before it's that. Ridiculous. So it's a strange refereeing. We always get. Run. Poor refs, yeah. we always do. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Yeah, uh, we'll come on. So, yeah, so then Conor Essam came on for Nandole just to shore it up for the last couple Absolutely. of minutes. Absolutely, Conor so, Essam, the forgotten man. Forgotten man. Yeah, good enough for a two minute cameo at Oxford. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was only on for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Full time whistle goes. 
and we get a superb win, a really important one, I think. Really, really important. Under, do not underestimate that. Oxford are an inform, were an informed team. Oh, yeah, Oxford will get promoted mm. along probably. with Jay Simpson. They've probably got the other best striker in the, in the division. And Kamar Roof. Kamar yeah. Roof. Uh, and we kept a clean sheet against them. But then they've got some decent mm. names in their squad. Mullins and Circum, they, they're, they're around. They're a good team. And like, we've strong. had this conversation before. I think Appleton's a decent manager at that level. I disagree. And we'll get him out of the division. Mm. Um, some people at work think he's just been unlucky, but I just don't think has. I agree with your workmates then. Okay. Um, a very valuable three points on the road in what was a pressurised game in the position we Must were in. Must win, really. Absolutely. For, for, for both teams. So, Oxford, uh, at Oxford Mail, OUFC tweeted, and I thought this was a good summary from uh, from them saying, game's all over, United blow their best and were mugged by an Orient side who frustrated and didn't sit there chanced. Fine. Nolan, nice club. Nolan's game plan completely. And Might be the first it, club to do that. If it works, it works. We've done it to Portsmouth. We've done it a few times away. Done yep. it to Wickham. Yeah, so Kevin Nolan yep. post-match said definitely an important win, especially after the disappointment of last weekend. After analysing it, I asked for a reaction and uh, from the lads and why they, and they've been absolutely fantastic in training and everything's been spot on. They've matched it with a performance today and a well-deserved victory. To come here and carve out the chances we did could have been three or four. Yeah, he also said that he didn't think it was a sending off uh, and we were fortunate not to concede a penalty and he praised the back four. And, and for me, that back four that, that we saw in the Oxford game and what we saw yesterday... Uh, well, not the one we saw yesterday. Apologies. That back four is probably what you think that his favoured back mm. four is. So yeah, Hunt, Hunt. Hunt is right back. Yeah, centre backs of Baldry and Brisley. But depending on how well Ramage does, he might be putting good pressure on the other two. Yeah, and left back J- the JBW, who yeah. I, I think he's been fantastic. Immense. I think he's been so immense. good. People he's were strong. thinking Shaw was good. He's quick. He's powerful. Yeah, you don't easily get him off the ball. Very he's, happy. Yeah, that's a absolutely. good defence. Considering where that defence was under Hendon, you know, it's it, it's a it's a new back three into that back four. Yeah, you know, it's fantastic. It's really so good. The league table meant um, uh, the league table showed that because of that win, we climb up to seventh in the league and we get back into the playoff yeah. spots with just ten games left to go at that point. Yeah. Um, so we played thirty six with one fifteen drawn eleven lost ten fifty six points with a plus four goal difference. We're just one point above Wickham in eighth. They've got fifty five, but crucially do have a game in hand, which yeah. we'll come to in just a moment. So, so your views on the match, then, Mr. Yeah, I, I, I think, as we've just alluded to, really cannot underestimate what a superb three points that was. Uh, we may have ridden our luck at times, but Oxford are a good side, and yet another clean sheet that we've come away with. Can't believe Baldry, unnecessary challenge to make it that point in the game and at that part of the pitch. Personally, though, I don't think it was a red card. I've seen yellows given um, for lesser... As, as well yep. but it keeps us around the playoffs now we need a push to cement ourselves firmly in the playoff places and dare I say maybe a cheeky little push for, for the third spot Mr Levy you cheeky little man yeah um, <laughs> great result I said to you before the match didn't I said it would be 1-0 I had a feeling you did I had a it. feeling it would be 1-0 you did call it and some yeah. days you're just meant to win your matches and I think this was one of them you know from the penalty that never was we rode our luck and we got the win um, shows you also the belief in the team that we can go and get results at the top teams away from home, you know, who are challenging for promotion. Yeah. And it'd be great for confidence. And it's a real sign of intent. A real good victory. Yeah. Uh, got it about Baldry. And although I don't think it was a red, like I've said, I can see why the ref gave it. That's the only negative for me. Oh. And what was otherwise. I don't see a it very was a red either. But I can see why the ref might have given it. That's so I, I see yeah. where you're coming from. I, I thought you was no, I no. thought you was like, no, that's Stonewall Red. No, not Stonewall Red, but I know oh. I can see why he gave it. So again, plenty of views uh, from Oxford. So we can't mention all of them, otherwise we'd be looking at a two-hour podcast. So just a selection of what we had. Uh, firstly, from at TCW0102 says, Come on, you O's. Result of the day, we are now in the playoffs and the others 
whose game's in hand are now evening out. Yeah, That's absolutely. it. Uh, at Charlie underscore Paul simply said in big bold capital letters, huge win. Yeah, at Baggy's House 42. He says, well done, O's. Would have been happy with a point, but that would do nicely. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, we are such a good away team. Nice to see more clean sheets and I hope we can improve our home form. Yeah, good point. At Matty LOFC Evans says, we beat them again, chuffed to bits. Promotion party perhaps on the horizon. Question mark, yeah. At Tony underscore Neville said, a great win, but don't think you can call it a perfect day with a late red card. Away form under Nolan has been incredible. Yeah, certainly has. At Orient underscore 17 says, a great win. Shame about Baldry. A red card again and the fact we have to play at home next week. Yeah, at Nickel Mighty, 1979. Such an important win. Totally deserved for me. Yeah, at El Coado says, massive win. Need to keep getting wins and hope to stay in the playoffs. Once they start, all previous form is out the window. Yeah, absolutely right. It's normally the team who finish... Seven have a late six will end up winning the playoffs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, at Simon zero eight Edward, seriously, the LOFC players need to turn up at home together on a bus and play our away game. It might just work. Yeah. At David Unschematic says great game and great win. No way was at a red car, but another valuable three points in the bag. At Big John Hayes, back four were brilliant. Nigel was the man of the match, immense. Yeah, we've mentioned the defence, how good they are, but you can't underestimate, again, Atangana's impact yes. and protecting the back Love four, him. which is something we were lacking under Hendon, and we mentioned that yeah. quite a few times under Hendon. We were saying we had no midfielder like that. At 18.81, just says, what a win. La, 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 JB making up. I'm not going to yeah. do you the pleasure of singing it, but you, you get Shame. the Yep. Shame, depriving people of what they, <laughs> what they want. Yeah. Uh, at David G. Boone said, that result today is massive. Beating a top team away means we have the squad that can do it. This club can win playoffs. I'm going for a lie down in a darkened room. When the O's are in your blood, it can screw you up. Yeah, hope you're feeling better, David. Yeah. Uh, Paul R. Gregory says, so this Saturday feels so much more positive than last. Hashtag, let's get over the line. At best, snooker JP. What a great win. Well played. Played well as Oxford were poor. Baldry never a red. I would appeal for that. Back the boys next week. Yep, so like we said, thanks for all the tweets. They were all tweets into at Orient Outlook. And after a match, you're welcome to give us your views as you know we use them in the podcast to get balanced views. So also after Oxford, we ran our first ever Twitter poll. We did, well uh, done. Getting down with the technology. You did that, so well done. And so we asked you if you thought Baldry should have been sent off as there was quite a few conflicting tweets that we started getting. Um, so a few tweets you know, about this were from at Barry Twin. Said, lunges and off the ground, which is a red card offence. We'll miss two games as it's the second red, second red of the season. Yeah, at Rob MCC 68 it won't make me popular, but I think the red was justified. Yeah, at Ingleland 2010 says, no way, some of the officiating in League 2 is shocking. Yeah, at Andy P underscore 73, I'd say his tackle was cl- a clumsy judgment, but that's not a red. Yeah, and at Orient 65 says, that was never a sending off. It was a yellow at best. I hope the club appeal against it. So... so that all said and done, yeah. Um, not Alan done, but just done. Uh, <laughs> the results of that were yes, fourteen percent. No, eighty-six percent. Was that a red card? Yes, yeah, so only fourteen percent of you thought that was a red card. Yeah. And thanks for all the votes. We had over two hundred votes in that, so that's wicked. It was pretty decent for our yeah. first ever Twitter poll. So we'll be looking to do more of those. And there's one funny enough later in the podcast. So there is prediction league update. So yep, a few people got that we've right. Been waiting for. Yep. So well done to at Sadie May four zero seven at JN Crane at Boggs Dolex one. I always don't like saying that. At yeah, Joe Lindstrom. Yeah. <laughs> and at Emna Rene John who also said one nil. Nobody got the bonus points. No one said one nil with Joby to score. So that means at JN Crane is the outright leader of the prediction league this was last week points, on fourteen yeah. points at Pillar Oriental. And Wadsy in second on 13 points, and at G Force underscore Shiv and at Shop underscore O 
in third on 12 points. Can someone start getting this right and actually take a charge and lead? Like, stretch a lead and let's have a clear winner well, now. Well, Jane Crane Come on. by a point at the moment. Come on, but all let's have this more clear No, I want, it, I want it to go to last to game the of the season. Okay, yeah. um, Sunday the 13th of March then, so this is last week. Yeah. Now, the ladies' team, doing really, really well. Do you know what? Really, the, really the ladies' well. kit... It's nice and like it. They got like an Italian sponsor, like a pizzeria. I think it is. It's got like no, it's a gelato. It's like Italian flag and like a gelato logo. It's lovely. I wonder how they got that. Their kit's amazing. That's wicked. But they won five one anyway. They're flying. They were also won today four nil away from home. Yeah. Um, so well done, ladies. It'd be good to speak to some of the ladies from the ladies team. I think we should. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're in the ladies team or, or you know someone, is. yeah. Get, get in contact I'd love to hear from you please yeah at Orin Outlook on Twitter or Orin Outlook <laughs> at Outlook.com if you want to email us yeah at Monday 14th of March so this was last Monday Kevin Nolan tells George Sessions that Lloyd James will play in a final third development match later this week for me it's great news I love Lloyd and James love, love Lloyd, Lloyd James yeah, yeah. It'll be such a big plus to get him back. Yeah. Uh, no, also, I wanted to say to George every time we play somebody that is above us or in and around ourselves, we seem to be really concentrated and everybody is on it that week, which I think you pointed out was a fantastic observation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because then what happens, like he was saying, like the next week when we're not necessarily playing someone as high up the league, we yeah. kind of don't play as well, which would suggest that we're switching off for the lesser team, but switching on for the better team, Yeah, I yeah. Think is what he's alluding to. Yeah, absolutely, that's what he said. So when we drop to teams that are just in or out oh, of sorry. it, six, yeah. seven points away, that is when the concentration may sway out. So yeah, bang on. So good to see that Nolan's aware, aware of that. Very aware, yeah. Something we need you know, to keep an eye on. So Tuesday, 15th of March, Joby McEnough and hashtag CJ and both get called up for international duty with Jamaica and Antigua and Barbuda, respectively. However, this means that they both miss Accrington away and Hartlepool, which are two vital games over the Easter period, especially for me, Accrington away, that's yeah. now turned into a huge game. Huge so game, yeah. I think, no disrespect to CJM, but he's only been used on the bench and not even sometimes getting on the pitch, so you can kind of go, well, he's not a big, massive loss at the moment. But Joby, uh, big, he'll big... replace Sammy Moore, won't he? Yeah, but big loss at the moment. In the form that Joby's in at the moment, I think that's quite a big loss. Yeah, I agree. Um, the club announced that they will appeal the Matt Baldry red card uh, from the Oxford game, and later that evening the appeal is rejected, meaning that he will miss the next four games, and that, as has been alluded to earlier, he misses four games because it's his second red yeah. of the season. So... Usually it's three, but he's got an extra yeah. one tagged on because big, he's been a plonker. Big blow there. And also, it was really, we appealed it, and then like a couple of hours later, it got rejected really quickly. I don't know how normally that process works, but it seems like I think normally they put it's a couple it of days in. or something, but it was a really quick rejection, and it was just a straight right. Nah, it's red. He's out for four matches. See you later. Yeah, I don't know who dis- decides on that. On that, uh, I don't know who it's at the pan- FA's panel. panel yeah, yeah. I don't know who's on that. Um, also Monday uh, Tuesday we, sorry Tuesday also on Tuesday we played development league game at Cambridge with um, Loney signing David Gregory in goal with Dunn Shaw Pritchard and Essam at the back with Payne James Palmer and Turgut in the middle and Nandwale uh, were all starting I'm missing yeah. someone there yeah I didn't put in Pollock because Oh, okay. Uh, when we won that game four one with the goals from Nandule, Turgut, and two from Connor. I don't know, double for, for Connor. So well yeah, done, Connor. Fair play, well played, lad. I think the thing about like, naming that squad is that they are all like players who are all featured in the first team this season. And that shows you the depth now that we've got with those players who some of them can't even get on the subs bench. Like yesterday, you know, Dunn not included in, <clears> in the squad. Comes that later. Shaw, <laughs> Pritchard, Essam, Payne. 
no, no, it's bad. We're on the bench yesterday. Mm. It's, it's yeah, no, you know, no. you start to see the strength in that team. So yeah. Really important one. So Wednesday, sixteenth of March, there was one game in League Two. Playoff, our playoff rivals, Accrington and Wickham, played at a one-all draw, meaning Wickham leapfrogged us in the league as we slipped down to eighth on goal difference. So yeah. we had the same amount of games mm. played now as all our playoff rivals. So yeah. we at one point we had we had played about three games more, and it was the other teams playing catch-up. That's so it. all around us. So we knew where we stood. Same amount of points as the team in seventh, just a slightly worse goal difference. Yep. That's it. On Thursday the 17th of March, slightly out the blue, uh, yeah. the club announced the loan signing of experienced Coventry City defender, former Newcastle United defender, Peter Ramage. Yeah. Obviously cover for suspended Matt Baldry. Shouldn't be a surprise, but obviously a clear sign that Nolan isn't fancying Dunn and Essam. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, um, I think that's a great point. Spoke to You spoke to your Coventry Yeah, my, my director at work is a Coventry fan who said uh, Ramage is rubbish. A couple um, of guys at my work, Newcastle fans, don't like him either. Yeah, I mean, he'd only played four games for Coventry. He only he's been at deal Kerala. Yeah, he'd been with Dagnall in India. Yeah. Kerala Blasters, uh, but obviously... Uh, fat wedge out there. Oh, no doubt. Nolan obviously knows him from his time at Newcastle. So, no, so. so Nolan knows what he's getting and went on to say. It's a fantastic signing for us. It is a great coup to get somebody of Peter's ability and of his experience. It just shows what we want to do this season and the backing I've received from the chairman and his support staff has been fantastic. As I've said on numerous occasions, he keeps so. mentioning that. I don't understand why he keep, Nolan keeps mentioning that, unless he's trying to put a message out to the fans to not get on the, the president's back. Well, to be fair, to be shit, I think he's pumped a lot of money in this season. I know he's put in a lot less than what he did last he didn't season. Didn't start. He's only done it since Nolan's come in. He's, he, you know, Nolan's got. A Would we up. be in this position now if he'd have given? As much back into Hendon. Well, that's the question. But would would play? Would Hunt have come with for Hendon? And would, would we have needed Would Ramage have come? Would we have not gone for? Oh, absolutely. Interesting, but you know, I think I don't think anyone can really slam Bichetti since Nolan's come. I think Nolan I again. Him. I think no no, Nolan's got to be on a fair wedge to get him. He's got to be on a fair wedge himself, you know. So it's it's you know I I think FB's done a he's done right this season. Yeah. He's yeah, right. he's 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 certainly since Nolan's been in, I I totally agree with you. He's been very very yep. good. Also, um, yeah. So also Blair Turgot's uh, goal against Stevenage is nominated by the club for the twenty fifteen sixteen goal of the year, and you can actually get voting on that now. Yeah. So every football club put a Favourite goal, goal forward, yeah. and in whoever it was, I think it was Meter who was sponsoring the award, picked ten goals from all of the football league goals nominated, and Blair Turgot's goal has been included in the final shortlist of ten. And just to jog memories, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Ollie Palmer wins the yeah, ball it's a in, goal. deep in our half. He then passes it to Sammy Moore, who then crossfield, yeah. literally 50-yard crossfield pass to Clahessi, who's on the edge of the 18 or just inside the 18-yard box. First time, doesn't let the ball bounce, so sort of on the volley, passes it over to Blair Turger, who, while the ball's still in the air, smashes it in the back of the net. That's personally my favourite goal as well. Do you know what? That's a great goal, but we're going to do a goal of the season uh, competition in the season, and I've got a feeling that goal won't even win our goal of the season. Do you not think? No. Okay. I think. Mackinac's goal against Portsmouth? No. I think Sammy Moore gets Notts County will win goal of the season. Okay. I also think one of Cox's free kicks might end up getting in there. Yeah, the Dagenham one was Like we've said, we've been spoilt this year for goals. Goal, um, yeah, we absolutely have actually. So that's the, that's, goal that the, that's the goal that the club have nominated. Um, has been its goal of the season and I think that's probably going to win it I think that could win the Football League goal of the year but I don't think that's going to win the Orient Outlook goal of the year but we will see <laughs> amazing things you can vote I think you, you vote online for that I think it's an online poll we'll try and get some more doing it. so good luck to Blair with that also Absolutely. on Thursday great community work 
Uh, it was amazing community work on Thursday. There were all the players were out everywhere. So Matt Baldry, Atangana, and Armand Delay, the French connection, paid a visit <laughs> to Norlington School in Leighton. Nicky Hunt and Sean Brisley went to Ainsley Wood School in Chinkford, and Ollie Palmer uh, went to the NELFT Coping Through Football Healthy Eating Workshop. Um, amazing, superb work, superb work. Yeah, how we're all doing such a sterling job. Like we keep saying every week, it's never been more important than to get out in the community. And yesterday, if you were at a match, you probably would have heard the kids singing in the west, uh, the west, southwest, southwest, and in the in the northeast North part. So amazing, and those kids are future Orient fans, and, you and know, they were singing more than the usual home fans. Yeah. Come on, Orient! There's an amazing part when the kids were singing "Who Are You," like a group of like thirty, forty, <laughs> going, "Who Are You?" To about, about seven, to about hundred Morecambe fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, the hundred and two that bothered <laughs> to make the journey. Yeah. So moving on to Friday, the eighteenth of March, Kevin Nolan said on the Morecambe match. We're looking for a quality performance this weekend with the goals and another clean sheet would be nice. Most importantly, we need to try and make sure our game plan works, which it has done over the last weeks. Yep. We've been delighted with that and we need to get it right again, then our quality right and then get our quality right. If we do that, more often than not, you'll see us with more wins than losses. Yep, it was also interesting that Alan Dunn won't be at the Morgan match, but will be signing his newly released autobiography at Mill. So this caused quite a bit of um, consternation Consternation on Twitter. Um, and responding to the fans having a pop at him on uh, Twitter, Alan Dunn himself tweeted and he said, O's fans having a pop, book was decided two years ago and agreed with the publisher, there's nothing I can do. I'm not involved with the squad and that's not my decision. I go to every home game and I train hard every day. I'm promoting my book. End of. Not really, Alan. Uh, well, it's a bit of a it's not bit, really, mate. It's a bit of a strange honest. one. For me, this could have all been easily uh, dealt with if the club had put something out earlier than Mill. So everyone found out about it because Mill tweeted. If the club had tweeted earlier on Thursday saying... Alan's going to Alan, be doing a book Alan, signing, yeah. uh, or, or, a quick video. Or, why? Do you know what? I could have even just lied and said, Alan's got a little injury. He won't be at the game on Saturday. Instead, we've given permission to go to Mill. No one would have cared, really. But because I think the club didn't handle it very well or because they maybe weren't allowed to handle it well, everyone found out about it from Millwall, which caused yeah. a massive amount of negativity. And to be fair, you know, it might not even be Dunn's fault. It might be, but it might not be. But because we don't know that information, or that information hadn't been given to the fans, most people, quite rightly in my view, didn't want to happen with it. Yeah, I still think that if you're part of a club, paying your wages, you turn up to the home games, do it next week when we're away at Accrington. Yeah. Do but it, do it another time. It's but Klopp did put an interview out with Alan they uh, did, on YouTube on Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Oh, they put it out earlier tonight, which was slightly too late. And for me... Moment had gone. For me, it was a bit... The interview seemed to be a plug around the book more than a... Here's why he couldn't be at the game yesterday. It was more of a... Yeah, it was great. a little bit of it. It was, but that, the interview should have been around that more than yeah. him plugging his book. You know, I've got no... As an Orient fan, I don't mind Alan Dunn bringing out a book about his days at Millwall because that's where his days were and that's his target audience. That's fine, but my issue was the interview was too late and it wasn't in depth enough about what it should have been about as an Orient fan. Um, cool, but no problem with Alan and his book, and I hope he <coughs> sell sell loads. It probably is a great read. Apparently, it's doing well on Amazon. He said um, number one in Ireland. Apparently, is it? Yeah, oh, I missed that bit. <laughs> Saturday the nineteenth of March, um, Sam Ling joined Southern Premier Division side Histon on a work experience loan. So. Uh, good luck. I think he lives in Hertfordshire, so that's well, actually a very convenient. It's like Nolan said that the media manager, isn't it? Get it the is. youth out. So we've got Cash get out. I think uh, Moncur's out. Yeah. Um, 
Ling's now out, so it's good. And I'm sure Granger would be out had he been fit. Fit, yeah. So right. good to see you know them getting <clears throat> football. And the under 18s made it five minutes from five with a two 0 victory over Plymouth. Goals from Karoma and Abraham's. What can you say about the youth? Honestly, I just hope that they get a chance next season to step up and I to think, be around the first. I think it team. depends what league we're in next season. Right. I think if we're in League Two, you might see more youth than what you might do in League. Maybe one. they need to but go out and loan we'll to see. League Two clubs then. Yeah, maybe we'll start see. getting them out to Vanarama. Uh, Premier sides yeah. and, and start getting them more, you know, more used to high tempo. Well, now that Andy Edwards has got a mic, well, maybe you've all seen more of them coming through. Yeah, I think so. So, um, Morecambe, yeah. Morecambe at home yesterday. Yeah. Um, Chisak in goal. Yeah. Uh, Hunt, Ramage making his debut. Brisley and uh, Jerome Benon Williams are your back four. Yeah. Klahesi, uh moved to right midfield. Atangana, Nolan, and McEnough across your, your midfield. And Simpson and Nandwale starting. Up front for us with subs of David Gregory, Lloyd James, welcome back yeah. to the bench. Uh, Ollie Palmer, um, Sammy Moore back on the bench. Uh, Turgut, Geraldo Martin and Aaron Pollock. Yep, so two changes when they went to Oxford. So like you said, Ramage makes his debut and Nandale came back in. Uh, Klehesi was named as captain in Matt Baldry's absence. So Klehesi is the vice-captain, even though a few eyebrows were raised, but... In the captain's absence, your vice captain will step in. Yeah. Lloyd James, James, like you said, on the bench, um, back in the squad for the first time since nineteenth of December. So massive to have him back, and we'll come <clears> on to Lloyd in a bit. Yeah, and also a few changes on the bench is Essam, Jack Payne, and Bradley Pritchard all aren't named on the bench. And my presumption is they were all fit because they all played in that development game. But so unless someone's taken a slight knock in that game, yeah, or they're a bit hamstring sore or whatever. I don't know. Possibly. Well, Payne uh, not included on the bench. You can only have five loanees in the match day squad. So Payne obviously was left out as a whole. And who would have thought that a couple of weeks ago? Payne not playing. So a few views we had in thoughts on that team. At Adam four 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 says it's a good team. I just do not know why Clancy gets in the first eleven. Why not play target against the team we should attack? Yeah. At Lloyd underscore Stratton. Uh, I agree in regards to Kohesi, Turgut or even Geraldo on the wings could do a better job. Yeah, in that case, showing because there's another strong squad that on paper should walk this. Let's hope that we can peak uh, at full potential when it really counts. Hashtag League One up. So the match kicked off and a bright start. You know, we looked quite comfortable, confident. Morecambe were clearly uh, coming and looking to defend. And in the 13th minute, pivotal moment in the match really, Jay Simpson gets clean for on goal. Great ball by McEnough. Great first touch from Simpson. Goes through. Rounds the keeper. Roach brings him down. Obvious penalty. Obvious yeah. red card. Yeah. Uh, Morecambe bring, bring on their sub-keeper. Uh, O'Hara, O'Hara, O'Hara yeah. who's on loan from United. Simpson steps up to take the penalty. Paul's got his phone out. We're thinking, we already had a tweet drafted for Simpson scoring. Here we go, 1-0. We're going to walk this game. I did say, though, I'm really nervous. <laughs> and I think you that... Did. You did, to be I, fair. I don't know if I put the bock on it, but I said I'm really nervous about it. I don't know why, but yeah. I have just this feeling of, of doubt. And I, I, I said to you, I think it's going to hit it down the middle. From his run-up, he was dead. He didn't angle himself, so he just his run-up was straight, whereas if normally if you're going to put it into a corner, you're slightly at an angle. Yeah, to open your body up yeah. a bit more. Yeah, so, so shame. Missed it. Down Weak the penalty, straight down the middle. Um, to, to keeper's fair, legs. He's made fair, a good save, and it's gone off, off the bar. It, it wasn't a weak penalty. Like, power. It was powerful. powerful. And because it was so powerful, it's... Gone over the Ricochet. bar, the impact. But the kick we done well, we stood up late, I guess. But the third penalty, Jay's missed at Brisbane Road this yeah, season. Shame. Um, and after that, we dominated. Morgan were just sitting back and they were waiting for us to break them down. They so didn't close us down at all, really. No, they, they looked like, quite happy for us to come nice. on and they sat behind the ball. Some nice football points um, without any end product. 31st yeah. minute, a great save from O'Hara. Cross from Klehesi. Um 
nicely crossed into the box. Nandale decent header, a great save from O'Hara, tipped oh, onto the bar. I didn't know it was a man you Loney. Yeah, yeah, man you Loney. Very, very good. Tipped onto the very bar. Very good, yeah. Um, and then Nolan tried to backheel it after that. And I think yeah, he tried to cheeky little yeah. backheel through his legs, but it didn't quite work. I must say, Hesse's crossing was better. Seems to be more um, direct. Yeah. So less of the step over, there's more... Get beat, it, beating the first man. More, more. Get it first touch. Get it in the box as opposed to try and beat someone through yeah. step overs and not yeah. beat the first man. The rest of the half played out. And I know we we tested the Morgan keep here and there. He wasn't really troubled. Forty fifth minute. Nandale gets across in. Uh, Casey done well. No one knocked it down for Simpson, but a comfortable safe O'Hara and half time whistle went at nil nil. That's it. Yeah, decent half really. Just couldn't really get the breakthrough. I think we had about seventy eight percent possession. Seventy two percent. Yeah, for that half and and it just re- oh yeah uh, seventy two and it's just really no end product really for us it, and it's just, just just been a story of our season at times where we've had so much possession and done nothing really with it. But had Simpson had scored that penalty, it oh, was a completely different game. Yeah. We'd have probably got two or three. Uh, if Simpson scores that, do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you run away with it because then, then more can to come at you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> disappointing attendance though, four thousand four hundred and forty-two with a hundred and two away. Yeah. Slightly disappointed that only four less than four and a half thousand were in, but it look always looked busier than what it actually is. Yeah, I don't that's know. good. I don't know if they don't count the free tickets that they give away or. Oh, good point. Or what? I don't, I don't know. know. So there's two changes at half time. We, we thought there we thought there might be. Um, yeah, we thought there might be, but in personal, though. yeah. So Sammy Moore came off at Angana. I guess that was because we didn't really need a defensive midfielder because we weren't being um, challenged. True. So that's a good point. I guess that's why Atangana came off, uh, and Lloyd James came on uh, for Clahesi. So for me, James, like I said before, offers you something slightly different to what the other midfielders offer you. You can play a pass, uh, and Joby took the captain's armband. So you were surprised Atangana came off. Yeah, very surprised he came off because I always think playing my personal view is playing with a defensive midfielder allows others to be more creative and get forward. Yeah. And he reads the game well at Angana and, and he recovers. If he makes a mistake, he recovers usually pretty well. So Yeah, like I said, I guess because we weren't being attacked, there was probably not a need for a defensive midfielder. So there's no need for him. Second half kicked off, fifty first minute, free kick, Lloyd James, decent curling effort, just wider the goal. I have to say though, Lloyd James came on and every pass he looked forward. And never looked really sideways yeah. or backwards unless there was nothing that he could actually pass it to. He'd rather than just put it somewhere and hope that someone got it, he kept it yeah. and would rather just keep possession of it, which is which is perfect. He, he had about a 15, 20 minute spell at half where everything was going through him. He wanted it, it, it yeah. he just wanted it. Passing was and good, they were obviously sharp getting to it. feed. And you could see Nolan obviously rates him as well because as soon as he was getting the ball, Nolan was trying to make runs behind the defenders. So you could see Nolan obviously rates his passing ability. That's it. And that's um, what Nolan feeds off of, isn't it, really? Yeah. 53rd minute counter-attack. Mackenough laid it on for JBW, uh, but his shot was really well tipped over Great by Ohara. Really well. Ohara done really well to get it. He done it really well to get it out of play. Another Good goalkeeper save. turning on the turning on the skills and against us. Yeah. Cambridge keeper did it when we were at their place. Yeah, fifty fourth minute, a good strike by Nandalane again. O'Hara saved. That was going bottom corner. Absolutely. Great save. And we had a real good spell of pleasure. And about three, pressure. Pressure. yeah, fifty fifth minute, two or three corners. Nandalane had an effort tipped behind by O'Hara that looked like it was going to go over and it took a massive dip, and he tipped it over the bar. And then Brisley uh, got his head on the ball, and again a good save by O'Hara. And in the sixty third minute. 
They only got booked for a bit of a silly challenge on O'Hara. No, uh, I don't think and, that was much of a. And he play acted their keeper massively. Like he it was, was just a coming kid. together. Yeah. I don't think Nolan massively. And then, it, and then it all sort of got a bit shirty. Bit their defender face to face with Nolan, and then other people were getting busy and grabbing each other by the shirt and shoving and yeah. hands around throats. And the ref was pretty weak during the game. He failed to get a grip on a lot of things. But I thought he done all right. There was a few cards he should have given where he yeah. didn't, and he got a bit. It got a bit. Um, got a bit heated and then just four minutes later in the 67th minute um, Ollie Palmer replaced Kevin Nolan which we thought was a good I thought that was a very good sub Nolan looked like he's not too good to be subbed Nolan was going around giving chips to all his players he was quite wound up wasn't he 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 had a massive go at Hunt in the first half when Hunt didn't do a very good clearance and he had a massive go at Joby I think in the second quite early on uh, first half was Joby. it first half yeah, yeah. He, he was really rollicking the players and I think they just thought he was on the edge maybe of uh, doing something so they bought him off and it was a good again more more pressure Ollie Palmer's superb off the bench he's had a real good it's impact a great impact last couple of games great impact um, 77th minute balling from the left from Brisley Palmer heads it and again it looked like it was going well over and it took a massive dip at the end and it ended up hitting the bar um, yeah and then you know we all think it's going to be one of those days we're going to miss this opportunity with other teams drawing around us and not winning um, and in the 88, 80th minute the goal finally came yeah just when we thought that this game was just going to be one of those days yeah uh, been on Williams with a, a wonderful ball in the box such, delivered such from a the good left. ball in the box it's one of those balls where the keeper can't quite come for it and the defenders don't know who's behind them or around them and it puts pressure on the defence and the keeper Palmer was behind the great two great delivery yeah. So basically, uh, Goddard cleared it against Edwards. Um, so he, yeah, Goddard cleared it, but it hit his own man, Edwards, yeah, one Edwards, and it trickles. just trickled past O'Hara. He was flat-footed. Lucky goal, but we don't care. Lucky, yeah, absolutely. The, the tension releasing I, that I felt was just unbelievable. Lucky goal. Such yeah. a relief. Lucky goal, but we don't care. Don't care. Great to see it go in, and like you said, relief all around the stadium, because we knew we weren't going to, lose that game yeah like we knew we weren't going to time wasting tactics employed by Morecambe the abusing of the ref the shouting at the pl- of of their players at our players and the intimidation yeah. suddenly abated it suddenly all went away and yeah, well, all had, of a sudden they had a sense of well, urgency well they had to come out didn't they, they of course, of course. So, yeah, after this, I love it after the goal the game opened up a bit more goal my faction but we looked fairly comfortable as we had got the goal so the four minutes of injury time were added uh, Ellison tries it like from distance, but Chisak held it well. I was just going to say that's their first shot on target and their first save that Alex Chisak had to make yeah. all game. Well, shows you how, how all game shows you how in control we were of the game. Yeah, then, really. Uh, Lloyd James got booked uh, for a cheeky little tackle. Final whistle goes, and we see out a, a one 0 win for a lucky goal. But some a game that we we might have felt we should have done scored better. More. Absolutely. Yeah. Kevin Nolan said post match, "You're expecting Jay from twelve yards." To nine times out of ten put it in and I thought the goalkeeper did fantastically well to get it over the crossbar. Yeah. Give some credit to him, but yeah, disappointed for Jay. He'll be disappointed not to add to his tally of I think twenty three goals now. Yeah. Um we got it out, but we and we got out of it thanks to a fantastic ball by Jerome. Interestingly, Nolan also said uh Simpson will carry on taking penalties if he wants to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's caused a bit of trouble uh, talking about JBW's uh, ball in. He said it's caused a bit of tr- caused him a bit of trouble in defence, and we ended up with an own goal. I think it sums up what we're about at the moment. We can't finish teams off, and uh, that is what we have got to learn to do. Really, yeah. uh, we're working hard on the training ground with lots of crossing and finishing. 
hopefully in the coming weeks we'll start seeing the ball hit the back of the net a few more times yeah so there's a team out there soon who we are going to spank it's one of those isn't it where you win 1-0 right. and suddenly a team comes and you spank them so on we the need Alan our goal Dunn, difference to be done yeah on the Alan Dunn uh, situation he said well Dunny hasn't featured since I've come in he had a couple of injuries so we weren't in the squad and I've been fair to him I've said I want him around the lads and he's been training with us on a weekly basis what happens now is I think he has a year left so we'll sit down at the end of the season with the chairman and him to decide which way to go forward i.e. to negotiate a contract release probably. yeah that's a, that's code to saying he'll be gone probably so oh, it's not worked out from here I'm we'll sure see. he said he's disappointed in the interview we're disappointed because he's such an experienced guy yeah it's a shame yeah so shame. league table so that win was vital as it pushed Tell us us. back into the playoff places following Wickham's draw at Carlisle um, thanks to the Carlisle keeper who made a penalty <laughs> save right well um, so 9 games left we played 37 won 16 drawn 11 lost 10 59 points and the goal difference of plus 5 which is the weakest goal difference out of all the teams around us Yeah. so we are 2 points clear Wickham in 8th place so we've got a bit of breathing space now uh, which is decent and yeah. we're only 1 point behind Portsmouth in 6 and we are only 6 points behind 3rd place yeah we are it's closing which is ridiculous with uh, 9 games left 8 games left so Nine games left. Big, yeah, big. Every game is a big game for yep. us now. Massive. So interesting stat that we came or you came yep. across on on Twitter. Kevin Nolan has won seven of his eleven games in charge of Leighton Orient, who had won nine of the opening twenty six this season before his appointment. And also, since Nolan joined, if you if the league if the season started since Nolan joined, we'd be second behind right, Northampton. Okay. So we've taken the second most amount of points since Nolan That's started. Incredible. So. It's That's all incredible good. stat fans. Stat you can, all. You can, you can keep that one. So, so your view on yesterday, Mr. Yeah, Levy. As I think I said earlier, you know, the, the, the relief when the when the ball went in was absolutely incredible. Um, I thought this was going to be another match where we'd had all of the ball and then either end up drawing or worse, losing. The Morecambe sub goalkeeper, you know, had the game of his life. I don't think he'll do that well again. They'll probably go no, against right. someone like York or Dagenham and get tonked 4 0 or something. Uh, seems to be our luck, but a uh, bit of a reoccurring thing for some goalkeepers that seem to up their game against us, and um, yeah, it's just one of those frustrating days, really. Simpson's penalty miss, I've got concerns about him, really. Uh, I think perhaps maybe he just needs a bit of a rest. I think perhaps he's just a bit knackered, fatigued, and maybe just needs a bit of a rest. We've got Nandale, we've got yeah. Palmer, they're good. Um, for us um, I thought Lloyd James was excellent his passing was incisive and precise it had purpose always looking for someone in an advanced position rather than the back way backwards and sideways passing I thought Lloyd James done well I thought towards the end he looked a bit knackered which is understandable because yeah. he's been out for so long that's it so yep. he played a full 45 minutes surprised that Ghana was taking off but I think as you quite rightly yeah. said earlier that they weren't really being that attacking for us so there was no need for him to yeah. be there still not sure Nolan should be starting Good to see he can be subbed though, that he's not too big because he's the manager yeah, to be subbed. Good, good so, point now that Lloyd James is back and obviously Sammy Moore's doing very well. be interesting be to see. be interesting to see. Yep. Perhaps he should stay more on the sidelines and be managing yeah. from the sides. Um, Sammy Moore, as I say, Lloyd James, I think should go in ahead of him, in my opinion. And, and for me, despite the negative reports and comments and opinions that we'd heard about Peter Ramage, very, very impressed yeah, with him. Agreed. He made one mistake... Well, he probably made several, but one in particular. But recovered. then he recovered perfectly yeah. well. He let the ball bounce over him, but he was on it. But three points is three points, and you know I'll take any goals, any any goal, however it comes. Back to back wins, back to back clean sheets sets up sets us up nicely for Good Friday and Easter Monday. Very nice. Very Your nice. views? Yeah, great win. Um, like we tweeted when we scored, sometimes you need a little bit of luck, and we had it today. I think if Simpson scored the penalty, we would have thumped them. But when the will will do. 
good half-time subs, very attacking-minded. Yeah. Um, I like that. I thought Lloyd James done well when he came on. Yeah. Uh, and you can see what he offers that the other midfielders don't. He's playing yeah, some yeah, good yeah. balls through that we've been lacking. I thought Ramage had a strong debut, but it was fairly easy, but he should only get better with time. Um, thought taking off Nolan was correct. I thought Oli Palmer done very well. He chased down some balls that he really had no right to win and he won them and yeah. he was getting throw-ins and corners on the back of chasing down stuff that was looked like a lost cause. That's it. You could see on. Nolan was getting very angry and agitated. Um, so it was the right sub for me. Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limit here and I'm going to say if we beat Accrington on Good Friday, I think we're going to nick third. You're putting it out there that you think if we win yes. against Accrington Stanley on Good Friday... Yes that we will nick third. Yes. Right, okay. From the man who said for four or five weeks ago that it was impossible. Yeah, I think if we beat Accrington, we'll gain points on Accrington and I think that momentum will push us through because I, th- I think we'll it's end up It's a big statement it. of intent, Mr. Nussbaum. Sometimes you've got to be big in statements. <laughs> so those were our views. <laughs> those, those were our views. I'm probably going to get came to that. So your views at Boat C says sometimes a lucky winner is what is needed. Big games at Accrington and big games at home to Hartlepool and York away. At Ron Sampson 15, I'll take a, a win away. Uh, sorry, I'll take a win any way it comes. Palmer will go at the end of the season. Welcome three points. Why did Palmer go? No, I'd be interested to see why you think that. Get in contact with us. Uh, Ron at John Macker 1977 says, It was always going to be hard to break them down, but I'll say it again. At this stage, it's all about three points and nothing else. Back to back victories is a great platform to kick on and finish well up the O's. I have to agree with the next one. At Robert Locke 14 said, Sometimes you need a slice of luck, and we got it today. If it wasn't for their goalkeeper, we'd have won six or seven nil, so deserve win. And I think that encapsulates that whole match. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very well summed up. Orient Fan TV says, Who cares? It was an own goal. The main thing today was we got the three points. Back in the playoff places again. Happy days. Yeah, at Len M4. Take any win at this stage. Overall, thought we were better, but momentum is crucial now, and we all believe. Yeah, at CM Oriental says, I think we got out of jail there. Anyway, the one is a winner, matter how they come it could come down to goal difference in the end yeah it could do yeah at you and Roberts 93 win next Saturday and the automatic place is still up for grabs come on Orient hashtag believe you and there, there's no game on Saturday mate it'll be Friday it's Friday so you and says what I'm saying yeah, yeah. at mid-table obscure so it's dominating win for the O's but I have to say a superb performance from Kieran O'Hara also a massive performance from Molly Palmer when he came on yeah group. Ollie as a sub utter nuisance spot on yeah utter nuisance and a strong one at that um at Sam Cast Nine, another poor performance from Simpson. No movement whatsoever from him. Starting to play like last season. Yeah, that again. was quite a contro- controversial tweet. So we had a qu- quite a few replies to that. We'll only mention one uh, in reply at Joe Jesner, 16 says, The penalty, though, red card was entirely down to his movement. Which is a good point. Was a very Great good first point. touch. Took him away from his man. The pass from McEnough yeah. on that counter was, very good. was perfect. Very and he could have fluffed that and taken too hard a touch or not touched it at yeah. all. It the last year at Richie J Bourne doesn't matter how we get them it's all about the three points at this stage of the season yeah at Janine Adelman uh, great to see the return of Lloyd James showed us some snatches of his class yeah Agreed. good point at nine, uh, low FC 1978 awful this team have no chance if they make the playoffs Playoffs own goal was the only way we were going to score shows how far we've fallen surprised by that tweet LFC 1978 is normally very supportive so yeah, wasn't impressed very in- yeah. So again, another controversial tweet, a few replies. One we, we thought we'd mention from at, at Elliot M. Byrne. It says, nine of our 16 shots were on target and their keeper was just special. We'll be fine. Yeah, at Strop underscore O, deeply frustrating and almost felt like a loss. They were blessed with O'Hara. Yeah, good keeper at O'Hara. At yeah. Chicken Orientals, it says, Nolan's frustration was clear to see. 
Good decision to sub him after these yellow. Palmer made a good impact. Yeah, at 0-5 Callum 97. Not great, but the three points was so important. Take Simo off pens though, please. So impressed with Ollie Palmer and Lloyd James when they came on. 100% yeah. agree with that. Yeah, it shows you the depth of the squad nowadays. Yeah. Like Graham Dodd 14 said subs done great when they came on, and any other day we would have scored five. Yeah, at Jamie Buck 98. Did enough to w- to get the win, just worried about the next two games without McEnough and CJM. I'll be there Friday. Safe journey, Jamie. Yep, safe journey. Paul Crouchman said it was not the prettiest of games, but at this stage of the season, it's all about the three points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at Bradley Ackers 95 said their keeper had the game of his career. Looked like we wasn't going to score, but finally got some good luck, a good win for us. Yeah, Stiggy 64 says it's not the prettiest performance, but who cares? At this stage of the season, it's all about the points. Job done. Lee Ho- at Lee Holland 37 underscore not too bad today just need to be more creative they were pretty poor so who's going to Accrington yeah I think we'll take a few there it's a yeah, journey but so on the basis of where we are at David TH 6430 says 22 points from a possible 33 7 clean sheets can't figure out why people are moaning at Nolan he's doing fine agree yeah. at Simply Red 72 starting 11 and subs compared to corresponding fixture early this season more options and better players keep the faith. Oh, yeah, I tend to agree with that. I we've mentioned that already. At Pandemonium 1881, it's still not fluid or inventive enough, but the three points are far more valuable at this stage. A win's a win no matter how it comes. But to add, Morka made it very difficult. They defended very well and the young keeper had a blinder. Agreed. Good summary there, Matt. Actually. Yeah. At Chris Kane underscore 1992, goal was bound to come, but off football note, good, good to see so many kids in the East and West End. Good community work, Key. Great point, Chris. Yeah, very Great well done. point. At Chris Avey Wood uh, says, I'm starting to get a good feeling about Kevin Nolan. It'll be about time we had a very successful playoff. Easter will be the test with two out, obviously alluding to the uh, internationals leaving. Come off the hour, come off the men, hopefully. Yep, at Rob underscore Nez underscore side. This is the final tweet this week. Said, amazing how a few min- a few wins inspires confidence. A good run now. Could see us pushing for automatic. You just never know. Yeah, so again, thanks for all the tweets. We can't mention all of them, but thanks for all the ones we get. And we try to mention as many as what we can to keep them coming. So the Prediction League update. <laughs> only two people predicted 1-0 uh, to the O's yesterday. So well done to at Joe Dart and at to Joe's Lindstrom, who's got two out of two in the last two weeks oh, so keep it going blame. mate no one got the bonus point so top of the prediction league as it was at Jane Crane in first by a point Pillar in two and Wadsey in second G-Force Shiv and Strop underscore O in third all to play for next week so yeah. positives and negatives yeah positives this week back to back wins back yeah, to back green sheets agree Still firmly in the playoff race. Yep. You think potentially now promotion no, also? only if we beat Accrington. If we don't beat Accrington, then forget it. Okay. But I'm, I wanted to put it out there. And finally, a yep. good debut for Peter Ramage. Very good. Although he'll Him be and ten- Brisley were good. Yeah, Brisley, they're both very they good. Ramage seems to be able to play decent ball over the top looking for Nandalay. That seems to be something that we were... He was quite confident we comfortable that, yeah. with his long ball crossing. Yeah. Although I think that's probably the easiest debut any professional footballer can probably <laughs> yeah, Against Morecambe at home, yeah. So negatives, uh, we got plenty of possession but not clinical enough in front of goal as Nolan alluded to in his interview, we would agree with that. Uh, Jay Simpson missed a penalty. Uh, so we mentioned again two weeks ago that Nolan's formations don't tend to play to Simpson's strengths and he doesn't look like he was looking at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and lastly, Baldry suspension. So he's still out for the next three games and misses a crucial match away to Accrington That's it. on Friday. So we decided to do a Twitter poll for Hero of the Fortnite. The nominees are... Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to... My Oscar impression. Very good. Very Belated. Good. Belated. So we came up with four nominees. So we're going to do our Heroes of the Week and Fortnite via Twitter polls now because it's just a fair way of doing it and it's interesting to see what we get back. So four nominees who started both games... So we nominate Jerome Benon-Williams, Kevin Nolan, 
Sean Brisley and Joby McEnough and pull it out there to uh, Twitter followers. Yeah, and someone got in touch with us at Celtics14 said, Palmer deserves a shout on this. Might not be best ability-wise, but he puts more effort in than anyone. Yeah, to be fair, had, it been, had it been here the week, he maybe already got in there. But because it was here on the fortnight and he only played five minutes at Oxford, we didn't put him in. But maybe next time. So the results are, in fourth place, Kevin Nolan with 12% of the vote. In third place, Sean Brisley with 21% of the vote. In second place, Joby McEnough with 22% of the vote. And the clear winner uh, with 45% of the vote was Jerome Bennett-Williams. So congratulations, fella. You've been immense since you've been here. So thanks for all the votes. We had over 100 votes on that Twitter poll. And keep an eye out as we'll be doing more of those. So next week's fixtures. We've got two fixtures coming up over the Easter period. So on Good Friday, uh, it's my birthday, by the way, if I haven't mentioned that before on the podcast, we go to Accrington Stanley. You never told me. <laughs> We go to Accrington Stanley, which is a massive match. So Accrington having a great season. Yeah. They beat Dagenham and Redbridge one 0 yesterday. They were lucky actually. They scored an eighty third minute goal. Accrington. Yeah. Uh, so Accrington are fifth on sixty four points. They're just one point behind automatic promotion spots, and they were fantastic when we played them earlier in the season. Then on Easter Monday, we welcome Hartlepool United, who have improved greatly actually under Craig Hignett. They're doing really well. They have actually. They drew nil nil Crawley at the weekend and the twenty first in the league on thirty six points. So they won't get relegated, but they won't do anything else. They'll so they've got nothing really to play for. Yeah. So it's all on us. And that's yeah. it for this week then. That's it. That's so a nice round. A longer podcast than what we would have liked to have done. Although it's not too bad for two weeks worth and two matches and loads and, of and loads of stuff going on. So thanks for joining us for episode sixty five. And in our fortnight away, it's been two matches for the O's and two one nil wins. We are now back in the playoff places with nine matches left. We're looking good value to push on under Kevin Nolan. The defence are keeping clean sheets, the midfield are strong and the front three are all looking useful. So we are full of hope that the remainder of the se- for the remainder of the season and who knows, if we win the next two, we could be fighting for automatic promotion spot. I say that hesitantly <laughs> because I don't want to put the heebie-jeebies on Mr. it. Mr Levy, if we win the next two matches, there'll be seven matches left with all to play for and if we win it, I think Accrington's the one. I think if we beat Accrington, I really think that it's, it on. could be. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've we'll, got the final run in now. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 66 after the Hartlepool game at some point, I think, um, next week. But also we'll keep you posted. So we'll be back with all the information and views that you could ever need. So thanks for listening. And yeah. as always, we look forward to hearing from you and keep calm and listen to our podcast. Have a great Easter. Take care. See you next week. Up yeah. the O's. Up the O's.